Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the features I like of the Zoom is that you can hide the self view. Although I guess that we do the opposite here. We we make clear the the self. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, no hiding the self view. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in a sense, if you wanted to be clear, like we use the word self a lot coming out of recovery, because uh, in recovery, they put out a book that, called the Big Book around 1939. It's AA started around 35, and Basically, they didn't, you know, they didn't have an exact uh, description of the nature of the wrong. They called it self. And if you look at the book, you know, the first 164 pages, which is the program of recovery, self is probably the most used word. And it, it's captured in a lot of sentences. And one of them is any life run on self-will will hardly be a success. Uh, where extreme uh, examples of self-centeredness run wild, uh, you know, all this stuff. And what happened with me, I hadn't heard of non-duality when I got sober. I wasn't hearing much when I got sober, to tell you the truth. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I saw this presentation of this idea of self and really as time went on the better i feel the the more exact way of describing it is selfing yeah it's a it's an activity that resides in the mind in the mental process and I, when we speak about mind and mental process we're seeing that as different yes we're not we're not saying relative mind and big mind we're basically what you would imply with the relative mind, we're calling those mental processes, yes? So, and then there's the big M mind, which in old Zen, uh, that would represent what people call awareness now or being or, or the big S as Ramana would call it, so of self. So the idea uh, that came up in, when I was in recovery, about eight years into it, I, uh, things were changing, you know, unbeknownst to uh, the surface character, a lot of stuff was changing. The surface character's narrative couldn't really keep up to it. It had an old narrative and there was new behaviors and expressions and stuff. And, uh, I had the privilege of sharing a lot in AA since I was three years sober, like leading workshops and stuff. And there's uh, one topic is used a lot for workshops, which is the fourth step in the 12 step program. And so I had a, the privilege of leading a fourth step workshop in San Francisco. And we came up against this word quite a lot, self. But really, they had another diagnosis that the problem resi resides in the mind or the mental state. And so I see there is no thing called the mental state, it's activities, yeah? And so I, I felt that a better description of self would be selfing, yeah? And that selfing could be categorized in a broad way as the act of being identified as self. Yeah, that's basically the hope of the selfing is to have us arrive at the act of being identified as self. Yeah, but and a lot of people when I we share that and we're talking about all there is is verbing. The way we listen to things, it sounds like there's a verb and a noun in that statement. The verb would be the act of being identified, and the noun would be self. But the way we see it is the act of being identified as self is a verb, is verbing, yes, called selfing. 
So in other words, we never were a self, we're never gonna be a self, but listening in a certain way to the selfing, we think we already are a self, yeah? And then we start in, with a very limited view. And usually for many of us who go an extreme route, what the view is, is how can I get out of self? <laughs> yeah, I wanna, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I don't like to be under the spotlight. I'm burning up. I can't even enjoy shit. Uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, I go to Hawaii, I think about New Jersey. I go to New Jersey, I think about Hawaii. I can't seem to get anything freaking alive. And being here now seems to escape me unbelievably, even though it sounds like a statement, but it's really an observation of fact, being here now, yeah? That's the fact. When we read that book, like in the beginning, for many people my age, uh, the first two books they ran into in spirituality was the autobiography of a yogi and Be Here Now by Ram Das. So again, coming from that mental activity of selfing, when I heard the word be here now, it almost sounded like an order, another fucking order that I'm going to fail at following yes so so but as it things went on i see that as an observational fact yeah be here now is what's happening yeah <laughs> and really there's nothing else happening yeah there's a lot happening in it or can be happening in it but none of that's actually happening what's happening is being now yeah yeah so I saw this word self in the recovery thing and I had to speak at a meeting one day and that's what happens in AA. You get asked to speak at a meeting and tell your story, which is usually uh, what it was like, what happened and what it's like now. Yes, sometimes with general Asians or sometimes with specifics. So I had a share at a meeting and I wanted to get something through to the people and that's the first time the idea of a parasite came up. So I, I presented alcoholism like a parasitical movement, yeah? And it worked. I mean, people could image it and it was like something could get through. And so I've stuck with that ever since as a way of describing this thing of, uh, and what happened is when I was introduced to non-duality, uh, It changed everything because most my most of my drives were to get out. Non-duality gave me a suspicion, am I in? Yeah. <laughs> and all the going getting out, which were many vehicles, seemingly had failed because I still felt I was uncomfortable, irritable, and restless in something. And the first, the only thing I ever heard this opposite way of looking at it was through non-duality, which is uh, maybe the reason why you can't be successful in escaping someplace, you may not be in that place to escape from. <laughs> and that's basically the theme of non-duality investigation, I feel, yeah? It's not really about what we are. We don't investigate that, we find out about that. We investigate the activity of selfing, so to speak, and the conclusions it's based on that aren't actually conclusions. They're just implied to already be so, yeah? So the idea of self, if you watch it, it doesn't tell you you're in the, you're in the act of becoming a self. It says you already are one. That's how the head presents the situation. You're, it's, you're like a historical, you're historically bound basically. And really the only direction is out. Yeah. Because you're definitely in. So you better start getting some uh, strategies how to get out. And a lot of people have fallen into similar strategies. Some of us, like when I was young, it was reading science fiction and, and Edgar Allan Poe and stuff. And then, you know, maybe Twilight Zone shows. And then I found alcohol and drugs. And that was a pretty good uh, vehicle for, for you know, a temporary seeming escape. 
And then when that failed, obviously spirituality was sort of like the last house on the block. I went there. And when that failed, I fell back into alcohol and drug use. And then when I got sober, I went back to spirituality, but this time, no gurus. <laughs> I'm not gonna go the Hindu way. That didn't work. I'm gonna go Buddhist. <laughs> Be a light upon, uh, on, upon yourself or unto yourself, which is funny because <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to hold the idea that you're a light and Paul at the same time. <laughs> it doesn't seem to work because Paul doesn't seem to be that illuminated, really. He seems to be out to lunch. So light seems like a goal that Paul maybe wants to get to, to bring some fucking lightness to Paul, you know? But the idea of the freedom is from Paul or the relief is the bondage of self, you know, the relief from that, never crossed my mind in those 13 hours of meditating every day on these crazy retreats I used to go on in Thailand. <laughs> I saw mandalas appear and move. I saw tons of fucking phenomena, but the basic premise of who was seeing it never showed up. I had to hear it from some East European lady in a park in Berkeley who gave me her, the first time I ever heard of the idea of non-duality, which is, hey, bro, you are what you're looking for. <laughs> Obviously, uh, you're not gonna convince me of that if what I think is looking, yet what I am is this, which is looking for. Yeah, That's not the statement. The statement is what's looking is what you're looking for. It's not the interpretation of what's looking into who's looking is what you're looking for because my whole life was basically trying to look away from who's looking and <laughs> i'd like the idea of transcendence i like the idea of overdosing on coke i did i like the idea of any be it 30 seconds i was willing to pay a life really to have relief from this thing yeah and then uh non-duality said simmer down there bro simmer down this is this is a very disarming message. Don't make these statements orders. These are cryptic little, like the open secret or the gateless gate. What do you think they're implying? Yeah. How could it be a secret if it's open? Obviously. How could it actually be a gate if it's gateless? <laughs> How could it be an impediment or a place where I have to stop before I go any further? And usually if there's people involved, there'd be a toll there it'd be some kind of commerce where I have to pay to get through the gate. This message is the gateless gate, yeah? What the hell are they talking about? This is what you find out. What you also find out, you're never gonna understand it on an intellectual level. You may think you are, but you're not gonna feel the swoosh of moving through the gateless gate, yeah? You're not gonna capture that. That's lived. That's, that's it's not an experience because it's more of a sense. Uh, but that's lived. That's not, you don't arrive there through a book. Yeah. It'll illuminate what's said in books. It will. When you read something you used to read, when you've been swished through the gateless gate, when you read it again, it's gonna give you all different new information. Not like it was rewritten while you were somewhere else. It's the same, same, the same printing, the same edition, but you're gonna read it and you're gonna be, what the fuck, yeah? Because now you have eyes and ears, which I hope are being readily rented here at this platform. And that this is like, this is like the open hand library. There's no returning. Just wear them, yeah, <laughs> that's it. I believe, I mean, of course it's grace or whatever you wanna call it, but how it was delivered to me or in this event was through satsang. I went and I listened to people and, and things fell, you know? 
and things appeared to grow and stuff like that. And it, it just took its own course. And I, the, the real migration wasn't me to, a, to the other shore. It was a loss of interest in the other shore based on the fact that on having never left. So the other shore is right where my feet are now. Yeah. My, not my literal feet, but yes. So I think this is the best way to share is using what has been super valuable in this experience and sharing it through that with others, yes? I remember when I was with the guru, they used to tell you, you know, it was basically, uh, They used, to, they used to call it the divine Leela. So basically the guru could do anything he wanted and it was basically a teaching aid to fool you. But you better be fucking living the straight and narrow, yeah? But the guru could do anything. And so after about 20 examples of different gurus doing the exact same thing, getting caught up in money, power and sex, you figure, why not appear humble? That will really surprise us. You know what I mean? We've seen the same shtick over and over again. And then it's paced over by, oh, it's just the divine Leela. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe it is, I don't know, but it didn't land in me. Something was off, yeah. So here we're taking, uh, the emphasis isn't on, I hope it isn't, at least on the platform, the emphasis is on the message, not the messengers or not the messengers, yeah? It's on the message, yeah? This, we're not, we're not singing the praises of what the message is coming through. We're singing the praises of the message, no matter what it comes through, yes? I hope. So, and the beautiful thing is all the knowledge of getting out was premised on an insane idea that you're in, something that you're not, yes? That's why in recovery we say self-knowledge avails us nothing. And a lot of the knowledge that we acquire is actually going in the opposite direction. We're trying to find a way to get out without realizing we're not in, yes? So the way to get out is realizing you're not in. Yeah, that's it. And that is a, that little weird hiccup you'll hear throughout this event, I feel. When you hear this message, this what's happens, you realize it's almost like that, you know, they had a comic book, DC, and they had a Superman, and they, I think it was Superman, one of his situations was bizarro world where everything was the opposite. So in this way, what we call out is a bigger in the activity of selfing. Yeah. And the, the great wisdom of no escape is there's nowhere to us. There's nothing to escape from. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. That's the wisdom of no escape. It's not a few, it's not a fatal a fatal way of looking at things or a futile way of looking at things, it's like a hallelujah. So you stop what, you know, you lose interest in that drive to get out because you realize you've never been in, yeah? It's beautiful. And you've really ran into something that actually works. And I'll tell you the the logic demonstrated by the head after it's been induced into non-duality is seamless, it's beautiful. And it allows you to see how insane the mental logic is. It just is insane. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so a lot of people want to get out of self, which they're not in. Yes. And they want to get into the moment, which they're not out of. This is what happens. It's like that. It goes on and on like that. Yeah. So. You're driving the car by looking at the rearview mirror. <laughs> so basically, you're seeing only the past, 
even though you're driving, even though you're going down the road and there's new days and new this, you're just seeing the same old, same old. Yeah. This is like we talk about being at the dinner table and then you're sitting there, but your chair is facing away from the, the table and you're looking at the kitchen door trying to wonder what's going to come out. And all you can do is conceive, oh, a turkey or this or that. And you're starving, and but it's going to come out soon. I can smell it. And basically, this message is not saying anything, just coming there and turning the chair around. So now you look, and there's the food, there's the smell, there's the cutlery. Eat, yeah? <laughs> You've been here all the time. Yeah, you were never late for dinner. <laughs> So I hope the spirit of this we are attempting to imply now gets through because this is, this is how this message of non-duality has been digested and then regurgitated through Paul and I'm and putting it out the best, as close as possible to it. And it's really a sense or a, uh, a vague thing that's omnipotent, so to speak. And I hope that gets through. Yeah, yeah. so there you go. Anyone wants to share? Or... Thanks. Thanks for the regurgitation. Yes. <laughs> okay, if I may read something. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're dead people don't read from anyone alive oh yeah. really oh yeah. that that's not is that is that right so i'm not really allowed to read it just pretend <laughs> pretend they're dead no anyway <laughs> well well no don't like, well it's it's something i read today and it's from um this is amelia hello we missed you and um it was a nice little um, even though we're not supposed to think of the past, but this is from um, just just after our lecture walkabout. We came back and uh, from the satsang, there's this beautiful, almost po poetic, um, if I can't do the accent, but here goes. So you're here, I was just hearing that water. You're here, here with a second cappuccino that none of you got at that other restaurant here with a freaking taste of pistachio thing here now no one escapes the parameters of here and now never that's the great wisdom of no escape no matter how much your head says you've gone somewhere you've never left here and now so why are you looking to arrive if you've never left upon having never left oh uh, yes some people wish that person was dead but no they're alive still yes <laughs> that's beautiful let me I mean, let that's so beautiful thank you yeah i mean obviously it doesn't take much does it to see that at least yeah you 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 can see i mean you can have broad differentiation between what's not happening amongst what's always happening, yeah? Yeah? And maybe because being what's happening ourselves, we're the only thing that can give life to what's not happening because it's not happening, yeah? <laughs> the only way it can, it's like the statement in the course, I don't know what he meant by it, but the way, I, what I mean is a causeless effect would be dreaming about next week and what you believe is going to happen next week and having a feeling now of contraction and anxiety. That I would call a causeless effect, yes? You're entertaining what's not happening and it's, um, it's producing an effect what's happening now, yeah? That's insane, isn't it? And what's the remedy to that? There's no remedy to what's not happening because it's not happening. Yeah. The remedy is 
to realize that. Yeah. So I, when I rush, when so, I've had it many, 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 many times, but the one I, I use as an example was I went to a noon meeting of recovery. I was sitting there and, and there's a presence in the room. It's very strong. And a lady was super anxious. Like she's drinking a lot of coffee and you could see that she wasn't comfortable and she couldn't wait to put a hand up and share. She wasn't picked right away. And when she shared, she just completely flipped out. And, and the day was July 28th, let's say. And what she was flipped out about was August 15th. She had a complete belief in the mental forecast of what was gonna happen on August 15th. And she was feeling the effects of that forecast, not even August 15th, obviously, right then and there. No one else was flipped out in the room. So basically she wasn't in fear because that would be a valid emotion to an apparent threat. She wasn't under threat. She was in a safe place, had a coffee, could have had a water, cookies. Yes. No one was you know, exhibiting violent behavior in the room, yet she was totally flipped out, yeah? That tells you a lot. That, that's faith in action, yeah? The faith that, that the head had in the thoughts about next week was strong enough to produce an effect now, yeah? Many of us, that's how we're living. We're living at the effects of what's not happening. I mean, it would be different if you were under a big fucking rock that weighed like a ton and we'd have to get a heavy duty machinery or get like a lot of people to pull or somehow get a, a, a fucking two by four and crop it up to get you out. but. You're trying, you're, it's not happening, yeah? <laughs> it's not happening. You're not under that rock. You're not under this. If you could just get into the habit of seeing the difference between what's not happening and what's happening. Is that hard, do you think? I don't think that's a giant task. I don't. Like we used to say something A all the time, they would just say, just look at your feet, you know? So make sure you locate yourself at least in the geographical location that you are while your head is flipping out, yeah? But what's happening is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and then there's thoughts, let's say, yeah? What's not happening, anything can happen in what's not happening because it's not happening but it misses one quality that what's happening has, which is it's happening. What's happening can override millions of pounds of what's not happening. It can. It takes millions of pounds and a lot of faith in what's not happening to override what's happening. Yeah, but the other way, what's happening override what's not happening is pretty fucking easy because you got all the evidence in the world. You're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and you're seeing the thoughts about what's not happening, yeah? In the anchor of everything else is connected to what's happening. Is this a, is this a superhuman move? Do you have to be, you have to have gone through the 12 challenges of a, of a spiritual Hercules? No. It's a simple recognition. It may start with just an intellectual curiosity, but it's gonna sink in because the gravitational pull is not from the head, it's from the truth. It's gonna meet solid is gonna make it solid. This simple idea that's just like other ideas is gonna be fortified because it's rooted in the truth where the other shit ain't which has to have constant reinforcement to seem to be true because it ain't true. The truth doesn't need constant reinforcement. It needs recognition. And then there's an aha and hopefully a relaxation. 
Yeah, you finally stepped on some solid ground. Now take another step on another solid ground. And then you're going to have the ability to see what's not happening as not happening. Yes. And I'm telling you, the amount of anxiety being produced in the head will be severely diminished because it thrives on yesterday and tomorrow. Those are the storage units for what's not happening. I swear. If you bring it back to here, listen to the chime, take a breath, do whatever. Yeah, there's gonna be a point. You don't have to dig a hole to put a foundation. The truth is foundational. There's already a solidity there. You don't have to make one up or build it. All you have to see through is what's not happening. Yeah, and you're gonna be on solid ground. And it's going to assure you, and it's going to vibrate even through the action figure. It is. Yeah. And it's going to change the basic hub of the mode of operation. Instead of irritable, restless, discontent, anxious, it's going to be an ease and comfort or a sense of contentment and satisfaction. Yeah. Then you'll see the pursuit of happiness and every, every fucking advertising that extends that or pictures what it would look like and all that bullshit, you will have a leisurely walk through the pursuit of happiness because you'll be content already. Yes, the action figure will be subdued. These ideas I swear, in, in non-duality, the, the umbilical cord that they're connected to is the fucking mother of the whole event, yes? There isn't a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. There's an appearance of a long-lasting, independent, separate thing, yes? You do not have a direct sense of I am Paul. It has to be produced by I was Paul, I will be Paul, therefore I am Paul, yeah? For you to be what you think you are takes a lot of fucking work. That's why we keep thinking that knowing the truth is gonna be a lot of work, it ain't. It's just seeing through the false. Yeah. All right. Uh, we, we got three hands up. You want to take Matthew now? Yeah, whatever. Anyone. Hey, Paul. So you sort of answered my question, but I'm going to jump back into it because I want to reinforce it here is that, you know, I had that swoosh moment on July 10th and I remember that glorious feeling and I understand that I'm not the action figure, I'm not the thoughts, and I get the, the parasitic model and how my intellectual, you know, my mental processes, you know, claim and do all this, you know, gymnastics to capture me and I see it, you know, I now see it and there's definitely a traveling lighter. And Paul, I'm, but you know, I'm like, I guess I'm disappointed in myself because, you know, I'm having a difficult business negotiation right now. And I am worried about what's not happening. And even though I see it, Paul, I mean, I know you just said it. You asked the question, is that a Herculean task to not worry about what's not happening? And for me, I'm finding it to be a hard Herculean task. I'm embarrassed to say that to you because I understand it. And I don't be that, bro. Just respond to it. And that's coming to satsang. Uh, that's why I came tonight. I was so satsang will help you lift the Herculean task. I good. It's the it's the, the association with it. That's where the power is. There's no need to be uh apologetic and stuff 
the mental state finds itself on many levels. And in this dreaming, uh, it's not the best view to put your head in the sand and try to mentally deny it. Just fucking, instead of feeling like the burden is on you, just feel like you're carrying a burden and something else is helping you, yes? It's just a different attitude as the action figure, for the action figure, so it can travel lighter because it finds itself on different levels all the day. Sometimes it's super peaceful. Three minutes later, it's Armageddon. It has a very volatile condition. And sometimes when in Rome, you got to do as the Romans do. You have to attend to it. Yeah. So yeah. therefore, you come here and get relief, the relief that seems to be evading you by yourself. You'll feel it with the group. Yes. Yeah. And that's working the tools of the program and my recovery program as well, you know. Exactly. And tell the truth. Yeah, because this thing that's coming up is important to you as an action figure. When something is important to the action figure, it tends to reveal its manifestations around that activity. And so you get to, you get a good view of what you're not because that it holds great importance in your security in the future. And there's a fear or an anxiety around that. Yeah. Let's say. Therefore, usually it's hanging its head below the weeds. Now its head's sticking right up. You can see it. And then in, if you're in recovery, bring what you see to step six and seven and ask it to be changed. Yes? Yeah, okay. Yeah? I get it. I see it and I do get the moment. You know, I, I'm trying traveling lighter but not light paul you know i want to okay, of course yes this yeah. is sometimes if it happens all at once you'll you won't have the joy of having a huge amount of gratitude for it when it does happen yeah so yeah, let's yeah. say you're having the autistic waking up to already being awake and others have a sudden waking up to already being awake who says which is the better they're both they're both beautiful so yeah, yeah. Enjoy the uh, dream getting happier. Far out. All right, thanks, Paul. Yeah. Thanks, Matthew. The fear of hearing the message that uh, about what you're not, it grows a weird mutated pride. Yeah, and then it's it's like it's 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 drowning, but it won't ask for the preserver. <laughs> For some insane idea, yeah, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. See, the beautiful thing is, with this message, when there's a need, it's temporary usually, and you do what you need to do. But that need isn't going to be a pulsating fucking thing for seventy years. Yes, it's going to be like everything else. It's going to come and it's going to go. Yeah. What you're resting on isn't based on need. It's a relief before relief, yeah? And it allows you to pick up whatever tool you need when you need it, yeah? Yeah. The need doesn't mean there's any handicap or uh, inability or, or uh, yeah, it doesn't mean shit, yeah? When you need it, you pick it up. But I'm telling you, you're not going to need it for long, probably. Yeah. Yes, because you have a you're living from a new basis now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very difficult to explain uh, because it's 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 tasty and subtle, but the idea of at one, at the same moment, not being something, and yet there's concern for that something you're not. Yes? Some people have a difficult time uh, coming to grips with that, but you'll grow into recognizing how it's going on, bro. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. When something happens, it doesn't mean what the head wants it to mean. Yeah? It's just something happens. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice to see you, bro. 
And uh, yeah. Hmm. Anyone else, Mike? Yeah, Emerson's next. Hey everyone, hi Paul. I, I have a question. Um, I've heard you several times reference A Course in Miracles. And I'm just wondering why, and, and um, I just felt kind of, not kind of, I was compelled to order the book. So I just want to know why you reference it often and maybe what I should look for in that. And uh, yeah, that's it. Well, why I reference it is from the effects it's had on me. That's why. Truly, simply. I was moved quite a lot. Well, there was a lot of movements triggered with my being introduced to it. Yeah, it could have been something else like the Bhagavad Gita, but it wasn't. It was Course of Miracles. And some of the things that I use to say from there uh, evoke an avalanche every time. Yeah. Um, so I love going back there and I, I take advantage of every possibility to say those things again because they trigger the same sense feltness of like an avalanche, a very nice cleaning and stuff. So uh, the effects some of those statements had and uh, what was happening while I was, that stuff was coming in me uh, is like a light memory, so to speak, yeah? Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't, it's, I don't remember places or the people, I remember a sense mm -hmm. of brightness and it triggers every time I read those. I've been reading the same thing for years because it works every time. <laughs> but I'm not a, a, a Course in Miracles practitioner or anything. I think I've been pigeonholed with some of the descriptions of what I, I'm supposed to do, but I'm never, I'm not a true, you know, I'm not a student of it. I was, it's sort of like, you know, I got some really good water from that well <laughs> when I was thirsty. I like that. So I, yeah, but I figure, I don't think it's, it's the only well with that kind of water. It was just the well I was drawn to, or, you know, life has those ways of conspires, conspiring to get you to run into something. And one of the things I ran into was the course of miracles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And people. And uh, yeah, it's had uh, the stuff still reverberates what happened when I was involved with it. It's, reverber it's reverberating now just by mm -hmm. you mentioning it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's why. But again, it's not. Uh, You know, beats can be played on many things. You know, the beat was played on the drum of A Course in Miracles. It's not the only drum. Yeah. I think the beat is universal mm. and uh, people hear it and meet it many ways. Yeah. So, but that's, and, uh, you know, look at the first 20 lessons. Try to do, okay. you know, check it out. Or at least the first seven. It explains a lot. And um, see if it works. If not, you can pass it on to somebody else. You never know. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But there are some people, Mike, and some people have a Course in Miracle meetings on, unbeknownst to me for quite a while, on our Zoom platform. A lot of people have their, they've got, you know, uh, that's not true. I asked you if I could. <laughs> <laughs> we got cooking classes going on. We got a lot of shit going on. So, yeah. So I think uh, if you ask Mike, he'll tell you the schedule and there's people. It's good to read it with others. I feel has some power that way. And if you say it out loud, there's a it has a certain cadence that has an effect on the brain. 
that's been proven yeah so it's almost like when you go to the east the chanting yeah the chanting affects the brainwave so of course a miracle spoken loud the way it's written it produces a cadence that affects the brain Ooh. yeah okay. All right. yeah what happens if you read any of paul hedeman's it'll probably put you to sleep that's what i've seen it's uh very good for insomnia. I didn't have that in mind, but that's how it's been put to use. So yeah, if you want to go to sleep fast, just start reading one of the books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Actually, read the empty page. That's the best one. Yeah. Ah, there you go. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Emerson. And yes. we've got David from down under. Hey, David. David. G'day. Hi, everybody. Hello, Paul. Um, uh, I was going to ask a question, but, but, but I think I already knew the answer to anyway. But um, the beautiful thing was <clears throat> when Matthew asked you what he asked about his uh, business problem, it was exactly the same as uh, the perceived or the, the problem I thought I had which wasn't wasn't really a problem like about what what was what wasn't happening and it's um it weighed he very heavily on what I'm not this week you know a lot of a lot of stuff that wasn't happening with Matthew it was obviously a business deal which is I, I sort of thought for a minute I my, but mine's personal and then I and then I went to myself for well, what he said he's personal too in a way, so it's exactly the same thing. And then how you, what you said, and you answered him with the, it's just what's not happening that's given you all this uh, sort of heavy weight. That, and, 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 and most of the time, or a lot of the time, I don't know exactly how much I, I see that for sure. Like, and then what you said to him made me sort of see that again and know, know, know that that's, um, what's going on. So this a really, I, I actually felt it, a nice weight lifted off my shoulders right at that moment because I come in here a bit dour today, um, you know, looking a bit down, just with a little bit of stuff, a little bit, a little bit of what's, what's not been going on. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's all I had to say. There's, there's no question there now, because it was, and, and the beautiful thing is it's like what I've learned in here is it's the same as like I've never been to an AA's meeting or anything, but from what you you and other people have said about it, it's all one of the main things is people talk, and then you you're sitting there and realise well this can't be my problem because he or she's saying the exact same things you know, yeah, which is what which is what this does for me. That's what this does for me a lot. So. I'm, Sorry. It's okay, bro. It's just been a bit of a hard work. So you thanks. Thank you, bro. And remember. There's great strength in admitting you're outmatched, yes, as the action figure. And one of the biggest switcheroos, like we talk about the in and out and stuff like that, I ran into in recovery, which is uh, while when I was not admitting my powerlessness, I experienced frustration, fucking resentments towards people not doing what I want them to do. <laughs> And when I finally admitted I was powerless, I was, I, I don't experience powerlessness anymore. Yeah. I feel a new power flow in and stuff. So as an action figure, the best thing to do when you're outmatched is to surrender. Yeah. And like we say in AA, we're not in the outcome business. So whatever you're going through and Matthew's going through, just surrender that fucking thing over to the care of something greater than that self. Yes. This idea of self. 
could be anything. You don't have to do it formally. You can do it quietly, but uh, there's a great power in that, I found, really. I truly found a huge power in surrender, huge as an action figure. I'm not talking about the absolute. I'm talking about that which is the observation and the expression of what's so into this dreaming, yeah? I think one of the best quote unquote strategies is to admit none of yours works, yeah? And then just sort of, and then the proof will be in the pudding and you'll see you'll travel lighter through a lot of shit you used to travel heavy through because it won't be on you. It's like that story with the guy with the bag on his head and then he gets on the train and he's still standing there with the bag on his head. Surrender is putting the bag down, so to speak, yeah? The train's gonna take you and the bag with it, yeah? You don't have to hold it anymore. So yeah, so as a suggestion, surrender is uh, just a yeah. beautiful attitude. Yeah, I know. I actually know that. So I watched. I watched a nice um, uh, uh, Zoom or, or a, a one you did. I suppose you, you might have been in your forties. I suppose and, um, it's a three-part one, and I've seen you do this before. Where it's, um, I think you said something like health, uh, money, and yeah. um, and something else, and then. And it's got a little bit of, like, it doesn't weigh much that, but then as soon as you put my in front of it, it, it feels like it weighs a ton, you know? Yes, yeah. surrender is another way of weakening the my, yes, for sure. Yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks Paul. Because you're talking, see, the idea of surrender actually talks, uh, the action figure can understand that more than, usually the invitation of uh, who am I, so to speak, yeah? And Ramana in his teachings, at least parts that I read, he basically says in his view, there's only two things, which is uh, self-inquiry, which is to see the origins of your misery or whatever, or surrender, yes? If, I mean, as working things here. And I found surrender, uh, was the was the what worked the best in this event called Paul? Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, yeah. So, and I love the idea of you're not in the outcome business. So, yeah, you're not. So we used to say suit up and show up. You know all these things like uh, doesn't mean you lay around and do nothing. You do whatever, but you're not in the outcome business. Once you You've ran as far as you can. You put the ball down, and then something else picks it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, funny. My father always used to say to me years ago, you know, when you come to two roads in life, always take the hard one. You know, that's what he said. Uh, he was only given the best advice I think he could give. But I'm more inclined to sit at the tree at the bottom of the two roads and let someone else go up and tell me what it was like on the way back these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're doing that now. Yeah. yeah. So you got yeah. what you wanted. Yeah. 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 All right, anyone else, Mike? Yeah, thanks, David. Um, Mary, Mary G. Hi, Mike. Hi, Paul. Hi, everyone. Hi, um, Paul. Thank, thanks for talking about, you know, surrender. And to me, it's like, like when you talk about being outmatched, that that to me is like that takes the legs out of the doer. Um, for me, that's been like, that's an avalanche for me, like mm. during the day, like Jesus, my whole life, you know, just struggling with all this stuff and, and, and the, the exhaustion and depression and futility and self-hate and all that crap, you know, just the selfing that, that it, that it, in, that it ensues from that. And uh, Anu said something at one of our Akim meetings, and she just said, helpless, hopeless, meaningless. And that's like my mantra, 
helpless, <laughs> hopeless, meaningless. <laughs> Anything my action, the any of the mental activity, I'm outmatched and I'm helpless, hopeless, and it's meaningless. And it just takes, it's almost too good to be true how that cuts through all the bullshit. Like, it's just such a relief. Great. Well, it's nice when you find something that works, eh? Mm-hmm. But the thing that you feel, you already know. Yeah, it's it's not an unsuspected inner resource anymore. Mm-hmm. You're just getting used to uh, realize you don't have to try to try drive far to get there. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never leave the vicinity of. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great, honey. The reason why things finally work is because there's an availability for them to work, yes? So what you are hoping to occur has already happened. That's what allows these things to work. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just, you're just reminding yourself to remember that which can't be forgotten in this sense, yeah? And then you get to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome, honey. Nice to see you. Say hello to your husband. How's he doing? Yeah, yeah. He's helpless, hopeless, and meaningless. <laughs> uh, that's good. <laughs> oh, he's good. He's great. He'll, he says hi. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Thanks. It's so great to be here with everyone. And good image, too, Mary. A, a doer has no legs or, or arms, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Deformed little lump. Yeah. <laughs> well, this thing is what you said, Mary, with the idea that you're outmatched, it does weaken that blind faith in the doer because obviously the doer has failed. Yes. Spectacularly. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and now there's a recognition of that. So yeah. And then whatever you you do to trigger that recognition, it fortifies itself. Mm-hmm. What can a failed system show you? It's failed. Mm-hmm. What's the sense that happens when you see a failed system showing you it's failed? Great relief, really. Yeah. If you see it from within the system, it flips you out. But when you see it from outside, it's great relief. Yeah. Yeah, great relief. You don't need any more examples. It's yes, yeah. The dead horse, you've recognized it's dead. So what do you do now? Do you have to keep recognizing it's dead? No, you get up, you get off it. That's all, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 A lot of times when people talk here, uh, they're missing that they're already here. All that they thought they're looking for, they're looking from when they're sharing these things. Yeah. <laughs> they're sharing that they're looking from the solution, not looking for the solution. It's different. Yes. Mm. A lot of people seeking are looking for the solution. When a lot of people share here, they're, they're looking from the solution. It's very mm. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank Thanks. you so much, Paul. Oh, yeah. My pleasure, honey. Thanks, Mary. You ready for Craig May? Craig May. Yep. Let's you go. Know, mate, how are you going? I just wanted to share in relation to what both Matthew and David um, were talking about. Um, we're going through something. Um, myself and my partner are going through something uh, very, very similar at the moment. It's an extremely, um, potentially, it's, a, it's an extremely um, unpleasant situation. There's um, a lot of money involved. We've had to get lawyers involved. And the people in the sort of the adversia, uh, the people who we're um, up against are extremely vexatious and vindictive people. It's potentially a really unpleasant situation and I'm utterly at peace. I'm utterly at peace. 
we just, we think about it or we put our mind to it when we have to think about it. And then I don't give a fuck. I don't give Good. a fuck. What's going to happen is what's going to happen. We'll do what we can and we'll think about it when we have to think about it. And other than that, I want to go for a walk and have just nothing going through my head. And that, it, it sort of takes place like in, the, you know, like a, a massive open space. There's that calmness. And then this shit is just a little, a little ripple, like a little electrical current down in the bottom corner somewhere. That's what it is. And that's, that's how it feels. Now, like I said, there's a bit on the line. There's a bit of dough on the line, quite a substantial amount of money. Um, but it's going to fall where it's going to fall. And I don't, and that's what's going to happen. I don't, you know, I'm at peace. I'm at peace with it. And when it's done and when it's over, whether it falls my way, our way or their way, I'll be at peace with that. That's what's going to happen. And, um, yeah, I don't know if, that's, if that helps, but all you can do as the, action, as the action figure is do what you can do. You do what you can do when you can sort of do something about it. And then fuck it. It's going to fall where it's going to fall. You let it go and you accept, you accept whatever's going to happen. I don't, I'm not sure if that's a help or not, but that, that's the way it's been sort of writing for me. I'm at peace with it. I'm utterly at peace with it. What will be will be, and that will be fine. That's all I wanted to say. Thanks, Craig. Yeah. It's a lovely meeting today. Anyone else? Yeah, uh, thanks, Craig. Uh, Bruce. 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 Okay. Uh, I won't <laughs> take my hand. I want to thank everyone. Yeah, when I had the same experience of, you know, when you were sharing the thought of, uh, yeah, when you're in it, you're in it. Uh, I said, Sung, uh, attending, you know, like meetings, it was like three, four, five a day. I mean, um, anyway, you know, I take a walk every day, pretty much. And occasionally a neighbor that, you know, he's at home caring for his, you know, disabled wife. Uh, his, his daughter was getting married and he was flipping out about the idea that he had to say something, you know, in, in about a week. And occasionally we would come across each other and were available to have a conversation. And uh, anyway, so in the conversation, I, I there was a mentioning, uh, well, you know, if how come we don't give that amount of thought to when it's over? And so a few days later, he comes back and he says, that's what I did. And uh, yeah, he says he, he gave a speech and everyone was laughing and then he danced up a storm, but he did have the luxury of drinking, although he did have enough experience to, uh, I guess it was a, a skillful means perhaps, and not that I'm intending to, uh, you know, make a, you know, offer a solution uh, because this is my solution is, uh, you know, showing up and being present with, you know, others that, uh, you know, of like mind, you know, so thanks. Thanks, Bruce. In a weird yeah, way, the most valuable thing is the easiest thing because we don't have to do it. We are it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was, you know, it had, it, you know, it could have killed me many times along the path of, uh, you know, getting, you know, to, to, to here where we never left. Um, so my heart goes out to all those. Uh, it did get easier along the way in a sense, you know, especially when after having met, you know, people of your like. Um, and just that's my maintenance, I guess, you know. Um, 
Yeah. So thanks again. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah. Anyone else, Mike? Or uh, that's it. Thanks, Bruce. No other hands up. All right. Well, let's. Uh... We can never bring it to a close, but we can say temporarily goodbye. So Bruce, thank you. Mike for everything. Thanks for the service. Kerry, always good to see you. We got Sherry. We got Stuart, David, the Aussians. We've got uh, Craig May, the Aussian. We've got uh, Gary. Nice to see you, G. Michael S. Nice to see you, Michael Sherman. Mia. Thank you, Paul. Her, her purple meeting. haze. Mia is in the in the purple haze. Yes. <laughs> Are you experienced? <laughs> have you been experienced? I have. <laughs> we got Emerson. Nice to see Emerson in Long Beach. Yes. Craig. Oh, there's Craig again. Mike. I'm back. We got Tyler. Tyler in Mendocino. It looks like it's a little nippy up there, too. <laughs> yes. We got Stefan on having never left. Now, I have no idea where Stefan is. Well, I know he's never left. That's all I can say. I don't know where he is, but I know he's never left. We got Linda. Linda, have, you, have we met before? Do we have? No. Nice to meet you, eh? Deborah, it's always good to see Deborah back. We got Angie. Angie. Angie got pulled over for smiling. Yeah. Starting to happen a lot, I think. Yes. It's okay. You can pay that ticket. I mean, it's worth it. Matthew. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you this weekend, Matthew. We're going to have yeah. it at the church. See you Saturday at the church hall. Yeah, at the church. Yeah, we got Jim. We got uh, Clifford. There he is from Chiang Mai. Nice to see you, bro. All's well. Good, good. Uh, let's see. We have Jack G. Oh, great! It's nice to have Jack back in the neighborhood. Tej, always a pleasure. William S. Thank you for the donation. And thank you for your presence here. We got Mary G. Oh, we got Tommy. I haven't seen that that color uh, square in a while. It's nice. We got Ryan P. Nice to see you, Ryan. Miss Amelia, I'm looking right at her at the moment. Uh, we got Dave B. and Mandy. Stuart K. Uh, Stu, I mean, uh, Susan K., my latte lady. Oh, there's Mandy, and then there's Dave, two pictures of the same people. Lucas, Senna, I hope I'm saying the word right, Senna, S-E-N-A. Uh, we got Susanna. We had the pleasure of seeing Susanna last week live at the house. Nice to see you, Susanna. Uh, anyone else? I think that's it. Hey, thank you, everyone. And... Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again. Again, all the information is on the event page and we'll be going to Mexico in February between the third and the sixth. We'll put it up sooner or later, but uh, we're gonna be doing some talks at this lake down there. All right, thanks.